welcome back to Burst and Bloom podcast. So great to have you here for episode four. Again, I'm learning so much. And this time I worked on a telephone interview and I apologize if the quality isn't there. You're not supposed to apologize. I'm learning. All right. No apologies needed. But anyway, I just feel like I had to say that. Uh, send me an email if you have any comments or are interested in being on the Burst and Bloom podcast. You can send me a message to chat at burstandbloom.ca. Uh, this week, I had a great chat with Veronica Funk. If you don't know this woman, you should. Go to her website because everything is there. You can see all the plays, wonderful places she has exhibited. She has over 12 years of professional experience and lots to teach us, as you will hear in this conversation. She's a busy lady, lots of great projects on the go. She's always involving the community. In fact, that's what I really could tell uh, through our conversation is that Veronica cares a lot about her community, her family, the people around her. She volunteers. She does as much reach out as she can and uh, loves to connect through to people through social media and in person just because she says growing her circle is what feeds her and it's part of her artwork. She has some great tips and tricks for slaying the dragon of resistance. So let's hear what she has to say and I'll meet back with you afterwards. That's you right. paint a lot by I do. <laughs> the looks of what you post, but not only that, the projects that you have undertaken, for example, your 100 portraits of women over 100 days. Oh, yeah, that was probably the craziest thing I've done, but at the same time, the most rewarding. How did you go about those portraits? Well, I had... I'd been interested, I'd been seeing online on uh, Instagram how people were doing these 100-day projects. And it wasn't necessarily creating something every day for 100 days, but just creating. So it could be one project over 100 days that you'd be working on every day. Oh, okay, okay. And I just loved that idea. And I thought, and I love community and I really need accountability, you know, because my studio's at home and... And I, I like to share things online. I'm going to do this so that people help me keep, even if nobody even responds to what I'm doing, yes. like to me directly, I know I've said I'm going to do this, so I will keep my word. So social media keeps you uh, committed. Is that what you're it saying? It does. It really does. And the, even more than that, the feedback I get from people is just, it's so heartwarming and you know, I and I was doing this even before I was on things like Instagram and that because I started my first 52 weeks project about six years ago. Okay. But I I just found putting it on my website, even though I, I didn't know if anybody was reading it at the time, I said I was gonna do it. I made a public statement, so I did it. Yeah. You know? And I, I mean I I really enjoy public or social social media for that, for just kind of sharing and seeing what people are up to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Has it ever become a selling tool for you? 
You know, I don't think, I'm trying to think if I've sold anything directly, like through what I do. I think it's more that people see what I do and start sharing with other people what I do. So I'm sure it's been um, a positive experience because of that. And a, a big one has been getting into magazines. That has been phenomenal just and because I'm getting into magazines people find out about what I do and they support me whether they buy a little piece through one of the galleries or you know just the words of encouragement or and I do have a few little I've been involved in little online courses where I've been a contributing teacher that people subscribe to those things yeah so I think in the end it's just like the first my first exhibit I didn't sell a painting at that first exhibit but within the two years following that exhibit every one of those pieces sold nice and I think it was you know the media attention I got in newspapers and magazines and and on television so people started learning about what I was doing so I don't do this for the immediate um well obviously i i paint because i can't not paint but the feedback that i get in the following years is probably even greater than at the time yeah it's, it is a long-term investment mess investment exposing mm -hmm. ourselves out there right like whatever mm -hmm. manner we do it whether it's a show with a group show, it could be mm -hmm. even a little small show or put mm -hmm. yourself in social media or yep. uh, some kind of article or donation to uh, an mm -hmm. event. It all kind of slowly adds up to... Um, it does. Yeah. yeah, it's all beneficial. Even volunteering my time as an artist to different groups and like in my community, people learn about what I do and they want to support me in some way. So how do you do that? How do you volunteer your work? Well, um, I have been a founding director of our local arts society and Creative Airdry, which we connected businesses with the arts community. So we have events like the Mayor's Night of the Arts and things like that. Um, volunteering in schools, working with children, bringing even set designs and stuff like that. But I think volunteering is really important. Not only, you know, that I get a return from it, but, and that's not why I did it in the first place, but it's the connections and relationships you build with people. They just want to help you back. It's just really amazing. And initially I didn't even, well, I've never done it for that reason, but it always, you know, when you put something good out there, it always comes back. Always. Relationship building is, I think, a huge part of our culture. I uh, yes. work a lot with newcomers to Canada, mm -hmm. and I lived in Mexico for a while. Oh, and wow. that's something that I really recognize, that the relationships we build here mm -hmm. are fundamental to our success. It's a big part of how we work here. And I don't think just as an artist, but as a human being, don't you mm -hmm. think? Well, yes, um, but even thinking in, for sure, as a human being, of course, but even thinking in as far as if you're looking to make a career or a business mm -hmm. or you need a job, you have to be cultivating. And I don't mean for only that purpose, no, but exactly, it's like yeah. they work together. It has to be authentic. You're right. And I think that's in the old days, they called it 
contacts and maybe they still do in the business community but I don't like that term because it feels like you're using somebody for your personal gain Mm -hmm. because for me the relationships I've built or I've been fortunate to be connected with through the years have been first of all very organic and it just feels so good when you can contribute to something and then it you know it's this circle that goes around whether somebody helps you out later at some point or through that person other people are connected to you and you can help each other out yeah and it's finding that thing that you can do authentically that means something to you like this podcast mm-hmm. for me was really mm-hmm. just wanting to connect and and support artists in my community. I want to mm-hmm. like talk great things about people who are in my community doing great things because often as artists, you can kind of feel like you're in competition. With I know, and I don't space. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I remember back in Red Deer College, somebody had. Um, asked me how I keep getting ideas. And I think it's like everything. You don't run out of things. The more you use, you know, like your brain and your body, the more that comes to you. Yeah. And I think that if we all, like there is a collaboration of sorts by supporting each other, even liking each other's posts, attending each other's exhibits, things like that. It all it all, it all spurs ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Everything in my life, the books I read, the things I watch, the things I do, the conversations I have, all feed into the work that I do on a daily basis. Beautiful. Like all of it sounds like just organically follow, like be authentic, follow what feels good, go out there, mm-hmm. meet people, volunteer, uh, mm-hmm. Do whatever makes you feel good and it will feed you in some way. Like it's a big circle. It does. It is. Yeah. It's a really good circle. The uh, tarot cards that you mm-hmm. have, um, that's a really interesting project. So the portraits, did you, first of all, did you sit in front of, did someone sit in front of you for all of those? No. So what I did was I prepared a hundred canvases in advance, the backgrounds, like I like doing the layers of colors and patterns, a lot of spray paint while I've been using an airbrush now. Uh And, uh, and then what I did is I put out a call and I said, I need a hundred people to paint because I didn't want to do this without consent because all of this nasty women and all this is all about consensual relationships. Yeah. And I put out a call on uh, Facebook and Instagram And I got almost 200 responses within hours. I could not believe how many women said, paint me. And I, it was, it was, that was, you know, amazing to me. And so it felt very collaborative, the project, but the big thing is because of the time constraints, I said, I would, I would go on their social media, select an image to me that represented that person to me. And so, and then that is the image. Those are the images that I used for my painting. So every morning I would get up first thing in the morning and go start work on a painting. So sometimes they were done fast within an hour or so, because it's very gestural, very okay. quick. Okay. And sometimes it took me the entire day, but the same as with my 52 weeks projects where I was painting a painting a week just to develop, you know, my visual 
literacy skills. Yes. I wanted it. I didn't want to go back in and change whatever I did now. That was it. That was going to be the image, which was really hard sometimes Mm -hmm. to post because I wasn't sure how that person on the receiving end would would feel about the image A that I selected and how I represented them. But for the most part, the response was really positive. Yeah, exactly. Like when you go to represent someone, I was like, how I feel actually doing these podcasts, right? It's like, I'm just going to put it out there and hopefully you love it like I do. I'm trying to be (laughs) as kind as possible, right? But it's like everyone has their own perspective. And, you know, to me, everyone is beautiful because of their uniqueness, mm-hmm. right? And and for and as far as my representation of that person, that is my uniqueness. The way I paint, yes. I'm not going to change the way I paint because somebody... And I was hoping that everybody that responded is familiar with the way I paint. Because I had done a 52 Weeks Hero series of famous women who had inspired my daughters and I you know, through my life and my daughter's lives. And so that was the way that everybody could look and see that is the way that I paint portraits. Mm -hmm. And if you're not comfortable with it, then I'm hoping you don't respond to this call. Exactly, exactly. Because it's in the end, it's still my project. And I have to be true to my my voice, right, as an artist. Yeah, they are beautiful. And it's a huge impact on the work that it made and you did, and you showed it i remember seeing somewhere it went yes. up somewhere where did it where did at inglewood fine arts okay that was the gallery that has represented me for the last 10 years okay. and it was phenomenal because as many women as could were at the opening and their families their children grandparents it was it was probably you know it wasn't the biggest show that i've had but it was uh, probably one of the top shows uh, exhibits that I've had just because of the the meaning behind the body of work. Yeah, and all those uh, women coming out and seeing their their paintings, mm-hmm. they must have loved. And that. it was wonderful to see people take pictures of their spouses or friends or with their portraits. That was probably a highlight for me, and I wish I could see all the pictures that were taken yeah. that day. Yeah. And so it was just up for a week, you know? Oh gosh. Yeah. That's so quick. So are they all yeah. gone or what happened? I then? still have, well, I, I continued painting after that hundred. So I painted 192 portraits altogether. So I have 50 of the 192 and they're right now being exhibited in a health center. That is, it's a really neat facility. It's the Airdrie and Area Health Cooperative. And their focus is on mental, physical, and like uh, like the health of your community, beautiful spaces, mental health, physical health, and connecting everything, including high schools and medical establishments and everything. So it's just a really neat environment. So right now, those last, I think it's 50 of them are being exhibited there. Wow. So yeah, that's very interesting that follow through. And this is a huge part of being a professional artist is there's first of all, that initial looking for ideas and then Mm -hmm. connecting to community to complete like you did all those hundred women. And a lot of the more successful work has something to do right from the beginning to the community, whether it's a mural or it's, you know, there's so much Mm -hmm. of that involving other people right from an Mm -hmm. early stage in the work. 
But yeah. then finding a place to put it. Oh, that's always the challenge. Like I'm working on my series of fashion plates and I keep thinking it would be neat to like connect either with the fashion community or a design community. I really love exhibiting my work in public spaces. Mm -hmm. So I've got to figure out where this is going to fit because you don't really think of Calgary so much as a fashion center, although it's growing, especially now that my daughter has been sewing and that's where these images are coming from from the photos I take of her uh-huh. but so she's been involved in the Calgary fashion industry and it's been really interesting to see a that it's growing but how it's changing like one of the things she created was her breathe dress and it's about anxiety and that you can change the color of the lighting in your dress like and she worked with an engineer Mm-hmm. as part of make fashion and beaker head oh, and yeah. and so depending on how you feel you change the colors of the lights in your dress so that you let people know around you it's not you i just need some space <laughs> and you know like how art can actually be part of mental health well i for me uh paintings and sculptures and that is all part of mental health because i need it in my environment first of all for creating it but i love having other people's artwork around me yeah it's it's my sanctuary right for sure and you were saying that actually you tried to quit painting um, i did a while about, ago yeah it was about 12 years ago mm-hmm. and it was a very bad bad idea <laughs> bad experience <laughs> i ended up um crying all the time i was in a depression we'd be eating dinner and I burst into tears and and in my family there's a history of um, clinical depression suicide alcoholism and I was afraid that that was where I was at at that point but then my daughters told me and they were a lot younger than they're now 19 and 24 but they said mom you just need to paint like children are amazing yeah (laughs) they're so intuitive oh my goodness and so I got another easel because I'd sold everything I sold and gave away everything why did you think you needed to quit well the artwork world can be very fickle and very difficult rejection constant rejection at times can Mm -hmm. be very very hard because it does feel very personal yeah um and there were times galleries damaged my work and i wasn't reimbursed for it or sold the work and never paid me but i did learn after that experience when i got back into the art world just to work with galleries and directors who i had a positive relationship with Mm -hmm. and that has not steered me wrong it's been my this second time around i've a experienced more success financially but also personally as an artist right well amy dreyer talked about that about you know definitely Mm -hmm. being choosy about who you work with is Mm -hmm. important oh it really is yeah i loved hearing her say that yeah um so you you tried to quit because of all the kind of not so positive the experiences negative, yeah. yeah really negative and then you tried to quit you're like oh forget it this this uh <laughs> is going to beat me up um mm-hmm. but then you just went back and I said okay what if I forget about all that and I just paint yeah and that's what I've done and people ask me how do I decide what to paint the hard thing is to narrow it down because yeah. I want to do everything but at the same token, when I'm doing, like, I've been working on these little abstract nests while I'm working on this large series, and that helps me work out color combinations, and just, it's more intuitive and more fun, you know, in one 
respect because I don't, I'm not trying to do anything specific, mm-hmm. but so I, it all feeds each other. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen the work on your website. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really like Thank those you. little abstracts and the circle, the circle of life. Like that mm-hmm. is a big symbol. Such a that, positive. Oh, yeah. I mean, so many artists work with the circle, but it can it's limitless. In it really is. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I, I'm just really glad to just create work, and then I have learned to let it go. And if it's supposed to be out there, it'll end up where it's supposed to be. Yeah, for sure. It and it does. always does. Yeah. You know, if we're putting a lot of energy into our work, that's what I find that the more energy I just put into my work, the more uh, energy it puts out there. Mm-hmm. It's like it goes and collects what it needs. And that's what they say about if you there's a business you really want to open, if it's something that's near and dear to your heart mm-hmm. and you put your your full energy into that it, you'll find the money you'll find the place oh, you'll find that it's you know? just like if you focus on negative things all you'll recognize is the negative around you and you know what in even my first experience in the art world i had a lot of positive experiences like mm. working with rob and audrey maybe that right. was amazing for me but at the same token it just felt like it was so hard, but I was listening to people's advice. Well, you should frame it. You should do this. You should paint this. You should. And I had to sh- cut that, shut that part out. Yes. And just trust because like, you know, steal like an artist. If you've ever read that little booklet, nothing is new, right. but our interpretations of things and the way we approach things and our experiences are going to make it ours. Of course. Yes, right. they say and, there's no new stories, but there's right. stories being written all the time. So Right, right. And it's interesting if we trust ourselves, things do work out. It's just funny how that happens. Like suddenly I'll get a call out of the blue and I think, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. But it does, it all works out. Yeah. And you're saying that your biggest challenge has always been and still is self-doubt. You don't sound like you have a lot of self-doubt. Oh, my goodness. When I was doing my nasty women, Mm -hmm. I actually went and saw a psychologist at one point because I was so anxious about trying to do the right thing, create the right thing. I was worried too much about external factors instead of just enjoying the process in the moment. And it just to be reminded, like, why does that matter? Why? Because I'm not intending to hurt somebody if somebody Mm -hmm. is upset or hurt by something i can't control how they feel and if they want to resolve something they'll connect with me and we can discuss it right and i thought and in the end it wasn't negative and what was really i was putting my own pressure on myself and isn't it funny fear is one of the worst things in our world it is the biggest uh tool of resistance we have Mm-hmm. It is the 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 really the the only fundamental thing that gets in our way, I believe. It is, yeah, it is, and that's when we mistrust each other or we make terrible choices, mm-hmm. and it's typically out of fear. Yeah, and so and that's so, something you have to deal with, like or not deal with, but I mean you face that each to overcome day. Yeah. yeah and it and part of sharing on social media it is scary because 
I don't know what kind of response I'm going to get from people, mm-hmm. but I cannot, I, the big thing is letting that go. And I think it doesn't help because in my family, there's history of anxiety, you know, obsessive compulsive disorders and stuff. And I can easily let that rule my life. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is when I'm in my studio, all of that disappears yes. in the moment of creating yes. the work. None of that matters. Exactly. I don't even think about it. It is very meditative. Yeah. It's like very spiritual for me. Yeah, I was working full time. Um, and then I, when I was working full time years ago, and I started to paint at night and on weekends, and mm-hmm. I produced some of my best work mm. and up to that time anyway. And because I really was, had no expectations of the work, Mm -hmm. it had no other job to do, but just to be in the moment. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it didn't have to exist past my creation of it. It could have been, you know, hidden in a box Mm -hmm. in the basement for like, that was my thinking going into it. It never needed to do anything. Mm -hmm. And that was very freeing. And when I went into it full time, because I've gone in and out full time, part time, you know, I keep, mm-hmm. it, it never stays just in one space, always because my balance starts to tip and I start to want too much from the work that's not mm-hmm. its job. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do that all the time. And, but yet, and it's funny, sometimes my biggest mistakes, I look at like, especially this fashion plate series I'm doing, you know, hands are not always easy, but yet if I just do them very, again, gesturally, very loosely. Yeah. They, they're not perfect, and yet I love them. Mm-hmm. They're just a really nice, they, they're so painterly that way when I let go. Yeah. And then I don't worry about it. And yeah. it's and then it's just the pleasure of the work. Right. So it's constantly reminding yourself to do it for yourself. Do what mm-hmm. you like and not what the critics in your mind think it should be. Exactly. It's totally critics in your mind. And even if somebody else says anything, it's okay. Yeah, they, they, they're allowed to have their own opinion. It's somebody okay. always finds your critic voice out there, right? Like the, oh, they, yeah. they both exist. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah. And so now, um, oh, first, I actually wanted to ask you about your tarot cards because you have two oh, different right. decks. decks. Mm-hmm. Those are beautiful. I love the idea Thank you. of them. Do you follow tarot? You or? know, it's so funny. I, my whole life, I've always been a little, you know, interested in in witchiness in the matter of it being very earthy connected to the earth the environment you know herbs and then how the earth provides for us and along with that uh uh astrology mm-hmm. and that just naturally led into tarot and I always been interested in all of this as a really positive thing not this dark scary thing yeah and um you know like even when you go back to you know when burning witches back in you know europe way back centuries ago they were healers you know yes and so i think of it that way as being connected to the earth and so tarot cards to me are a very i just i relate to certain imagery and that in it and so i I have always pulled tarot cards my girls have tarot cards and it's not that we plan our life around what we're reading out of them but they're just 
is a way to open my mind, I think, mm -hmm. intuitively. I'll often pull cards before I start painting even, just or even one card, just to kind of set an intention for the day. And I wanted to make sure to have a set of cards that everything is positive. There's no negative in it. Yeah. Even if, you know, even if a word might seem negative, there's something about maybe letting something go rather than, ooh, this bad stuff's going to happen to you. Like the mm -hmm. death card is more like transition. Exactly. Yeah. And change is hard for us as human beings. So instead of when the hanging man is looking at something from a new perspective and the tower card to me is about change, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be hard, but it doesn't have to be bad. They're, so, they're really beautiful. They Thank you. There's something that I think I, I would love to have uh, in my house because tarot for me has always been just each card, there's all this built-in mystery, like you're supposed to mm -hmm. take some, you know, to, like you need a certificate and tarot yeah. just to figure out what each card, and that's beautiful too, and people who study yeah. that, and that's their yeah. thing. But uh, I'm just not that person. Yeah. Right. For me, so it's, it's got to like, be an intuitive thing. It's here's very a bird. more here's personal. Here's a seal, and mm -hmm. it's like, that means this, and you can interpret it that, I guess, different ways, but... I don't know mm -hmm. what, have you seen these being used? Like you said, you pull them, but have you seen like, Oh yeah. Yeah. On um, social media, some people will take pictures of their, their, what they've pulled for the day or whatever. It's, it's very heartwarming for me that other people do respond to it. And I, I was selling them through blue rock gallery, the totem animals one. Yes. And I just printed the sacred vessel with the, my 52 weeks wildflowers. But, um, it's just been really interesting. Like they had 50 decks and they sold them all right away. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is fantastic. And, and I am not a tarot specialist or anything at all. They're just gorgeous images too. And I did. And you know what? I It's a really nice way for people to, that maybe can't afford an original painting, but they can help support me. Like I don't make a lot of money, just a few dollars from each, but they can contribute to my income a little bit and mm -hmm. they can own my work in a way. Yeah. And this MPC market playing cards, because that's what yeah. I, the yeah. online, you sell them through this, yeah. they just sell cards on this website. Yeah. And wow. so you have to create them. So I did a lot of research into what each card would mean. And then I started thinking about, okay, this when I painted this wildflower, this is what I was reading about it or how I felt about this person, this particular flower. So I would try to connect the flower with the right card, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, and it was fun because I love doing research as well and learning things. So Okay, well, uh, you like I said, we, we you have amazing amount of work done, and I was asking you how do you slay the dragon of resistance? <laughs> and you said something about an hour every day. What the first hour of my day every day is in my studio. So whether that it, it's not computer time, I I will maybe post something to Instagram, but usually I have it ready the day before. I'll think about what I want to post. Like right now, I'm doing the um, a March Meet the Maker. So every day there's a different prompt. So that helps me to grab an image and then I can write about that image and what that means to me or what that prompt means to me. Oh, so you write. Well. I love writing. I do love writing. Yeah, that I've taken several writing classes and I, I think I'm usually better at writing than speaking because I'm better at clarifying my thoughts in writing. Right. 
But yeah. and but the first part of my day, it's like this morning, I've been prepping a canvas for a painting that I that I've got in my head as part of this fashion plate series. So most important is just to get in there every morning for an hour. Yeah. And it might be just applying some color to a canvas. Yeah. It might be, well, so this morning I've been going back and forth, adding layers of colors to a canvas that's on a canvas on the floor mm -hmm. and then working on my easel on one of the fashion plates paintings that I'm working on. I love that idea. It's like, you've given me so many great ideas because oh, just good. all these like, okay, setting a hundred, hundred days or something mm -hmm. and then, or oh, painting a week for 52 weeks. Like you're very specific on your goals. I'm a very orderly person. And if I don't have order in my life, like mm -hmm. I'm a list maker. I think Amy mentioned that yeah. too. That I need to, and I need to physically write these things out and cross them off. Okay. And it feels, I feel a, a sense of accomplishment, but I just also feel pride in the fact that I'm organized. Everything's found its way. If I don't have order in my studio, I feel anxious and stressed. And I think that's that OCD in my family. Oh my God, you should see my studio. It's a total disaster. <laughs> well, and I know <laughs> a ton of my friends need that around them so that they can... They, pull ideas like things connect to that for that but that's why I hang my work though too mm -hmm. in progress to yeah. the um Audrey maybe had suggested that to me years ago hang your work and see that so you can focus on the things not only the things that you don't like or the mistakes you've made but on the good stuff so yeah. you see the good stuff and you see how it all reads together your work as a body of work yeah I have mine hanging on the wall too that's one thing yeah. we do have in common there as I hang it on and I have all these nails in my wall but I'm like I oh don't my care. gosh I've got holes everywhere <laughs> I know I'm trying to think of a better hanging system because yeah. I'm constantly switching things around and looking at it with new eyes and it's just, but yeah, coming into my studio, even if I'm just reading about art first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. I need to do that. Lovely. I think I might try that option. It sets the tone for my day. Mm -hmm. Even when I was working full time and everything, come into my studio first and then I can handle my days better. Even the bad things, you know, and then, and I look forward to different things in the day because I started well. So over the last 12 years, mm -hmm. uh, since you've started painting, it sounds to me like you've really grown and really established yourself within a number of different communities. And you sound really sure that uh, painting is your life time mm -hmm. um, endeavor. So what's next for you? Well, I do want to create another tarot deck with the women. And I want to continue this fashion plate series. There are always other little projects that I want to do. I, at some point, I would like to, like, I've created some books. And one of them was a little, like, kind of a how-to manual for artists. Because it can be hard, like, how to submit a proposal, how to, you know, connect with a gallery, things like that. I learned a lot of that from just trial and error. Mm -hmm. A lot of error. And... Um, even so where do you get your inspiration from? Things like that. So I, I would love to do that at some point, but a big one that I'd love to do an artist residency at some point, especially since my girls are all grown up now, you know, my babies yeah. aren't babies anymore. So I feel like I can finally do other things and take the time where I can really focus. I would love to like be in a cabin in the woods somewhere for 
couple of weeks or a month and so just in the to woods. paint. Yeah. See, I oh, want to yeah. be downtown New York for my next residency. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I've never <laughs> done a residency and that's something I have always wanted to do. I and I am working on my BFA as well right now. So Right. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I did one in Oaxaca, actually, once in Mexico. Yeah. And, and how that, did you like that? It was amazing. Actually, I was really super focused and I did get a grant mm-hmm. to, to go there. And so I created uh, something only with the uh, materials that I could find there. So that's always wow. the... the yeah thing with residencies is trying to utilize that space where you are, right? Whatever. Ah, yes. Because mm-hmm. that's what I keep thinking, materials. How do I work this in as well? So that's very interesting. Yeah, working with whatever you can find over there. I worked with all natural, like my burst and bloom um, mm-hmm. image. That's a skirt I was making there. Oh, costumes beautiful. out of the corn husks and dyeing them mm. with uh, Jamaica. Uh, flower there so residencies just pull if you allow them to just be a place where you explore as opposed to produce Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. we can get more out of them you might produce or you might produce after but that's what I think it might lead to something else Mm -hmm. oh for sure yeah well I want to work huge like I love big okay and so I would love to do like some really big pieces on raw canvas again like I did, I did that years ago, like after mm-hmm. college. Yeah. Never yeah. exhibited anything anywhere, but it was, I'd like to explore that f- further, you know? Well, that's great. It's something we can do painting right until the end of our days, I right? Know. Holding a brush and taking our last breath. <laughs> I know. That's what I feel very blessed. Um, do, Would you have any advice you would give anybody who's just starting out? I mean, you've given lots of advice and lots of great tidbits we can take from you, but I just thought in case you wanted to add anything in, uh, well, maybe somebody who's dealing with mental illness or something like that. Well, um, I, I was, one of the things an artist once told me, or the one said years ago that really resonated with me, and that was to pay attention to what draws your attention. And that to me, to this day, I think when I trust that, mm-hmm. my mind is calmer, I'm a happier person, and I don't worry about everything outside of my control. And what's the opposite of that? Like, what do you mean going, following what draws your attention? What's, what would be opposite of that? Um, listening to too much to other people's advice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Trust yourself. Yeah. You or know? looking at trends or... Yeah, exactly. Kind of Yeah. Worrying about, you know, how many likes you get on Instagram or, you know, anything like that. Don't worry about anything external, I don't think, Uh, other than the happiness of the people around you, you know, don't be unkind. But I never did ask you, but are you more um, self-taught or did you go to art school? Was that something that you had ever... I went to Red Deer College and studied art and Mm -hmm. design. I had a great high school teacher in Edson who was amazing. She taught me the basics of, you know, line function, you know, uh, form and composition and things like that. Uh, And I was mentored in at the Winnipeg Art Gallery by a couple of amazing artists like Stone Carver, Potter, uh, because I used to have a kiln too. and a painter and 
I think the mentorships were probably some of my most successful things, just working with alongside another artist. How the heck do you find a mentor? It was funny. I just, um, I was working full-time as a practice administrator in Winnipeg. When I, after I met my husband, I moved there for 11 years and I noticed I was just missing learning from someone. So I noticed that they had art classes at the Winnipeg Art Gallery. So mm-hmm. I enrolled in one, then I enrolled in another. And then soon they were, I was really connecting with these artists and they would invite me to their studios and it like Artists oh. are the most gracious sharing people that I know. Right. That's fantastic. I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I love going on art studio tours, just going to visit an artist or or even I love when artists share what they're sharing or doing online, mm-hmm. their processes and everything. It just, it's not like I want to copy it. I just am inspired by it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And so where can we see your work now? You have a beautiful website and I'll put the links on my um, Burst and Bloom site, but Mm -hmm. what else? Right now um, at Blue Rock Gallery in Black Diamond and Lynham House Gallery in Okotoks. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to find another gallery, I guess, in Calgary at some point and Mucklucks Magpies in Airdrie. Okay. Beautiful. Well, I'm sure that's always ever forever shifting by the sounds of it. You yes. have projects on the go and little places to go and see your mm-hmm. work. Uh, yeah. I love it. Keep doing what you're doing and spreading the love. And oh, thank you. You too. Yeah. It was really great to talk with you, Veronica. As yeah, I you mentioned too. earlier, I could probably talk to you all morning, but I'll let you get back <laughs> to your life and we'll share uh, our message with the, with the universe. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Okay, Okay, bye. bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Veronica Funk as much as I did. By the way, the music I'm using, the song is called Winter Cafe, and it is from the restaurant Music Academy. Yeah, really, seriously. Uh... I would love to, my next step would be to involve uh, music from local musicians. That's something I'm really looking forward to doing. So if you have some kind of, you know, instrumental music, jazz or other electronica music that you would like to share on the Burst and Bloom podcast, please send me a message to chat at burstandbloom.ca. Also, if you go to the website, there's a page on there. It's actually on my my artist's website, but there's a page for podcast. And I'll have the links to Veronica's website and a few of her images up there so you can find out more about Veronica and reach out to me. All right. Hope to see you for episode five. Oh, my God. It's going to be a super fabulous episode. I'm not even going to give you a heads up on who the artist is because you know what? Things change in podcast world. All right. See you soon. Bye.